I'm Kendra Winchester here with Autumn Privet, and this is Reading Women, a podcast inviting you to reclaim half the bookshelf by discussing books written by or about women. And this is episode 69.5, where we're talking about our most anticipated books for the second half of 2019. And we are thrilled to have Lupita of Lupita Reads with us today um, to also talk about some of the books she's looking forward to. So welcome, Lupita, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on the podcast. Well, we've been internet friends for a very long time, and Autumn and I were like, it's time. It's time. You should talk <laughs> I'm so excited. I really, when I got your message, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're always playing tag too with our reviews like you'll post something and then we'll read it or vice versa I feel like so it's kind of fun to read the same books as well so that's very true and I always remember our unofficial buddy read of my favorite summer read of all time which is Barkskins (laughs) and it was huge and I think you took it like to the movie theater and I was taking it around like with me places and it was a, it was a traveling buddy read for sure. <laughs> I mean, well, you have like, what, an 800-page hardback book? It was so heavy, but it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. So we are here today to talk about our most anticipated reads of the second half of 2019. So that's from months July to December. And Lupita, you have our first pick. I, I do. Um, so I, I, there's, it was really hard for me to like narrow it down to just a few, because I know we have, you know, we don't have a lot of time on the podcast. Otherwise, like this would be way too long. But um, the very first one, and I don't know if it's a surprise to anyone because I've been kind of raving about it, is um, Cantoras by Carolina de Rabartis. Um, And it's, it comes, it's being published by Knopf. It's September 3rd. And I'm just extremely excited about this novel because I've already read it. Um, so I'm, I'm cheating a little bit. And it was one that caught me by complete surprise. It wasn't on my radar at all. Actually, somebody out of the Indie Bookstore that I work with, they said, hey, you need to read this. It seems like it's up your alley. And I didn't pay it any attention at all. And then um, another bookstagrammer um, actually called Perpetual Pages posted about it and was really excited about about reading it. And I said, oh, OK, I have this arc. And just to give you a background, Perpetual Pages is a big uh, bookstagrammer about queer books. So I, I had no idea it was queer. And um I'm going to cut it short to just tell you that this book is a queer novel about lesbian Latino women and them reclaiming their power, making their own families outside of the families that they have, and just the fierceness of chosen families and embracing your femininity. And there's just so much greatness in this novel. When I saw your review of this a couple days ago, or you posted about it a couple days ago, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to read this book. It sounds so good. It's honestly the best book I've read that really talks about and describes like how women love each other on different levels. You know, you do have the sexual level and the intimacy. And I feel like a lot of a lot, in, at least in, in media and, and, and sometimes in books, like, you know, we can't, we kind of tend to fantasize, you know, women and women loving women. And this book does, doesn't do that. You know, it's just so real. And that's why I love it so much. 
you definitely put it on my radar. I remember you posted about it a few times on your Instagram. And I was like, well, if Lupita posts about it this many times, obviously (laughs) I need to read this book because it does, it does sound really fabulous. And you just make it sound so wonderful. I'm just, I'm sold. Like, that's all. (laughs) I'm happy you're sold. I want to sell everybody. I want to sell everybody on this novel. I want everybody to read it. <laughs> um, so the novel is Cantoras by Carolina de Robertis. So then my first pick is The Book of X by Sarah Rose Etter. And that is The Book of X, like the letter X. <laughs> and this is published by $2 Radio. It is coming out July 16th. And I, too, have cheated and already read this book. And I just, the more I read from $2 Radio, the more I just absolutely love everything they publish. Because it's just so weird and wonderful and unlike anything you'll read. So this one is about a girl named Cassie. And it's kind of a, it's it's a surreal world. I wouldn't quite call it dystopian but she's born with a knot in her stomach. Like, imagine a person twisted like a pretzel, and that's what she's born like. So it's, like, external, and she's the third woman in her family to have been born this way, and she has an older brother, and he doesn't have it. Her family has a meat farm, because in this world that Sarah has created, you harvest meat out of these canyons. So it's a coming-of-age story as Sarah kind of wrestles with her femininity and her sexuality because she's to all her classmates and stuff they think she's weird and a freak and they don't want to touch her or they want to exploit her and then as she becomes a woman and then dealing with doctors and medical professionals who are trying to fix her and then she's just trying to have a normal life so this is a book that really I thought the premise was really interesting before I read it, but it really caught me off guard, like, how much I really liked it, even though it's, like, really strange, because it's told in a series of present tense events. Then she has these visions, which are, like, these imagined scenarios that she wishes reality was like, and then there's also just, like, lists of random facts relating to topics that people are talking about. It's really different, but I actually really enjoyed it. It sounds so, so weird and wonderful in all of the best ways. And I just keep thinking about like deeper the water, the uglier the fish and like how weird that was. And just like they seem to publish such on point, like weird kind of novels. and They take more risks in that way. It's just it's just great. Yeah. And I don't I don't think this book will be for everyone, to be honest, Um, I think some of the, because she deals so graphically with what it's like to be a woman in the world and how women are treated and objectified and raped and abused, like, I don't, it's not going to be for everybody. Um, And it's definitely has its triggering moments. But at the same time, like, having a book that so clearly deals with especially like medical things, like what it's like to be a woman going to a doctor's office and not being believed for something that's very obvious to you that is going on with you. Um, I think it's just really, I don't know, it's just really good. I haven't really seen it novelized this way before. 
Yeah, I haven't heard of any novel that like, or I haven't read any novel that that has that experience. And I think that's really interesting in terms of, you know, I mean, because I, yeah, women tend to not be believed when they go to the doctor um, and they, they have issues, you know, and you share it and it's like, oh, it's, it's psychosomatic. It's, you know, it's anything but what it actually is, you know? Um, well, and I think the thing, like the surrealism of this book, I think, highlights how absurd that really is because at one point there's this doctor that's like yeah I'm going to give you a series of 23 shots of sugar water and you'll be healed you know so like it's like that over the topness that kind of underscores like what is actually going on so I definitely think that this is yeah I, I I definitely enjoy this book it's definitely very weird but also really really good and what I'll be thinking about for a while you know, I saw that Liberty Hardy was saying something about if you get a tattoo of their logo, they'll give you like free books for life. No way. It's tempting. It's very tempting. Autumn, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I, they didn't, I'm not sure if they specify how big it has to be. So, uh, you it's know. tempting. <laughs> I would totally get a tattoo for free books my entire life. <laughs> I need to look into the details of that because so far, everything I read, I've loved. So. <laughs> but yeah, so that is The Book of X by Sarah Rose Etter. And my first pick is, I mean, it surprises no one, and it is Heaven My Home by Attica Locke. And this is out from Mulholland Books, which is an imprint of Little Brown, and it's out on September 17th. And I loved Bluebird, Bluebird, which was the first book in this mystery series. And Attica Locke, she does these great character focused mystery series and this is my jam like i'm not really into plot focused mystery series which is the most of mysteries out there but when she looks at the character and the protagonist of this book is darren matthews and he's a texas ranger and in the first book he was investigating a double murder of a black man and a white woman and he goes to this small town in texas and like plot ensues well this book is about a missing boy of some kind there's there's an investigation going on because he's kind of under review and there's this weird thing with his mom going on so there's that going on in his life and then there's a missing boy and just the dynamics of that and I don't want to say anything else because it's a mystery but this Bluebird Bluebird is being made into a television series with Attica Locke writing because she is a television writer as well she wrote for Empire I'm just so excited like I just cannot describe the joy that is going through my body so I absolutely love it and also since I mainly do audiobooks the narrator I have to say of the series is J.D. Jackson and I hope they use the same narrator for this uh, next book in the series because he did a fabulous job with the first book's narration and I will definitely be picking up the audiobook when it comes out in September. Um, she just, I just love her settings too, like how she creates this world and I don't know, she's so good. Yeah, and, and it's not just fluff, like she has a lot of social commentary, especially on race in the South, which I think is so important. And there's actually a scene in Bluebird, Bluebird, where someone from the North says, Darren, why do you stay in the South when you're an African-American man? And you know, there's a lot of racism and he's like... I belong here just as much as anyone else and I want to stay in my home. And so I, yeah, I do. And I try to make a difference where I am at basically as a paraphrase. And I was just like cheering him on like, yes, like, so 
Hackalock writes about the South and being a black person in the South and just from multiple perspectives and I'll just quit gushing, but <laughs> I just, I just adore her. No, I'm totally sold on it. I, I, I'm excited to read it. Like, I love when people gush about books and you can really feel like the love of them. And then you're like, oh gosh, okay, I need to read this book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's how I discovered Attica Life was Kendra gushing about it. And I was like, fine, I'll read it. And like, now she's one of my favorites. <laughs> I love how you reluctantly said, fine, I'll read it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a nice relationship, like in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. And then we're like, oh, okay, yeah, of course. I, should, I just should have trusted you. And then the process repeats itself. Yeah, I was just going to ask, Kendra, did you get to say, I told you so? <laughs> I feel oh. like I just have this silence over the phone and there's just like this, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but she recommended the old drift recently. So it goes, it goes back and forth. It goes, it goes. Back. <laughs> That's awesome. So that was Heaven My Home by Attica Locke, And that comes out September 17th. And we'll be back in just a minute with more of our anticipated book releases after a word from our sponsor. And Lupita, uh, you have our next pick. So the next book that I'm super excited to read um, is Red at the Bone by Jacqueline Woodson. Um, It's being published by Riverhead Books. It's out September 17th. I feel like with Jacqueline Woodson, I absolutely came to her and her work very late. I actually started reading Another Brooklyn when it was published. I believe it was like, was it two years ago or a year ago? So I I fell in love with Another Brooklyn. And the recommendation for Jacqueline Woodson actually came from my goddaughter, who is 10, which I think is what makes me love Jacqueline Woodson even more. And to know that she can go from writing, you know, children's books and literature for children to writing something like Another Brooklyn the spectrum of of genius in her work it just immediately I was like please Riverhead Books just please just please send me an arc I already I I pre-ordered it already please (laughs) that's why I'm I'm actually really excited to read the book and before even knowing what it's about and then uh, fast forward, getting the book. Um, thank you to Riverhead Books who actually sent me a copy. I was really surprised to learn that one of, one of the main themes of, in the book is when young people uh, make long-lasting decisions about their lives, even before they begin to figure out who they are. And I feel like that really resonated with me because sometimes you think you make a decision that is not going to be permanent and you really don't ever know, you know, in life, where that leads you or what where, where it takes you or what consequences it has. Thinking about another Brooklyn and just the way she she poetically wrote that novel, I can only imagine I'm going to be so in love with this one. Um, and that's why I'm I'm super excited about that one. I just admire her so much because like you said, she has such a wide range of talents and writing styles and and she's such an advocate for diverse literature. Uh, in in publishing and I just uh, she's just so good at what she does on all levels but I also agree with you too about another Brooklyn because I was late to it as well and then I read it and I still remember I was sitting on my back porch and it was summer and I was just sobbing through this book Uh, because she's so good and the passages in another Brooklyn just like 
quick like passages just kind of like hit you in the gut you know and yeah yeah I'm really excited I I did a really big fan fangirl thing I was at ALA and I walked past her and I stopped and I stopped and I was like Jacqueline Woodson and she looked at me and she was just like she was, didn't look at me like she was crazy. She was very nice. And she looked oh. at me and she said, hi. She kept going. And I was just like, did that just happen? It was total. I was such a, it was embarrassing. It was just one of those moments where, you know, your brain is like saying it in your head and somehow it comes out your mouth. And I'm so excited for that book. <laughs> so the title of the book is Red at the Bone by Jacqueline Woodson. It's out by Riverhead Books September 17th. So my next pick is I'm Telling the Truth, But I'm Lying by Bassi Ikpi, and this book is being published by Harper Perennial on August 20th, and this is a collection of essays, and Bassi is actually a multi-winning jam poet. Um, she was on the show HBO's Deaf Poetry Jam, and so she was a poet for a really long time. Um, her bio actually says, though, that she's an ex-poet now. But so this is an essay collection slash memoir talking about her diagnosis of bipolar 2. And so um, I haven't read this one yet, but according to what I've read about it, it's talking about like her discovering that she had bipolar 2 with after not knowing it for several, several years. But then she also explores after that kind of what do we think about as a society when we think about mental health and how do we talk about it and how do we perceive people who struggle with mental health or have had mental health diagnoses. And so since it's an essay form, she's able to kind of take it from very different aspects. And it says that some of the things she'll talk about is like how, you know, you present yourself to other people and what it means to be normal. Um, so I'm really excited to read this just because I, I'm glad that more people are talking about mental health and talking about mental health more broadly, not just depression, things that we're more familiar with now, but other mental health, things like bipolar 2 and things like that. I haven't read a lot of nonfiction this year for some reason. I don't know why that is. Some years I read a ton of nonfiction first half of the year and some years I don't and this is a year where I'm not so I'm was excited just to pick it up for that reason too but also since she's a poet I love reading books by people yes. who are poets they just there's just a rhythm to their words that just makes me melt yeah as you're descri- as you were describing the book um Esme Wang's uh Wang's um book uh the collection of schizophrenic schizophrenias Yes, came to mind. Um, I don't know if you guys read that. That was really that kind of reminded me of of what your the book is, and now I want to read it because I I need I need that. <laughs> I have it. It's actually on my stack right here, and I haven't read it yet. But I have this book, the Collective Schizophrenias, and then I also have the Edge of Every Day by Marin Sardi, which also deals with uh, that one also deals with schizophrenia. So I'm hoping to like kind of read them all in close proximity just to kind of get different takes on it. There's been so many great books about mental health coming out in the last, you know, few years, and we're going to be covering mental health in a theme later this year. So that's definitely something that's been on like my radar as well. It's been obviously after autumn, 
found it. And so I feel like women, especially, and then women of color talking about mental health has just been so important for the literary landscape. And I think this will be a great addition to that discussion. So that is I'm Telling the Truth, But I'm Lying by Bassie Ickpee, and that is out by Harper Perennial. And my next pick is Frankenstein by Jeanette Winterson. This is out from Grove Press, October 1st. And I didn't even realize she had a book coming out until I saw the display and saw the book and like immediately went over and was like, please, can I just have this book? And you might guys might remember that uh, we discussed Oranges Are Not the Lonely Fruit and Why Be Happy last year. Um, Why Be Happy When You Can Be Normal, which is her memoir. And Oranges was her debut novel. And then when she wrote the memoir, it was like rehashing the same topics. But she was like, here are the things about my actual life that I changed for that novel. And then she wrote that in her later memoir, like 20 years later. She is a writer for very personal reasons is so incredibly important to me. And I just sobbed my way through those two books. And they're just incredibly beautiful. I've yet to read another novel by her. So when I saw this, I was like, yes, of course. And you also might remember that Mary Shelley's Frankenstein had a big anniversary recently. And so she wrote about how uh, this book is about Mary Shelley writing Frankenstein, but then it's also about a Brexit Britain when a young transgender doctor called Rye is falling in love with a person called Victor Stein. And then there's also uh, Ron Lord, who is divorced, and he's living with his mom again, but he starts creating this business, creating sex dolls for people. And then there's also a room full of people who are like medically dead, but they're ready to come alive again. And you can see all of these different perspectives are playing on the idea of Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster and everything that was going on with Mary Shelley. And Jeanette Winterson has an incredible imagination. You can read her Christmas stories to know like she can write about one topic five billion different ways and she I think she does that in this novel from the sounds of it and I'm just I'm just so excited guys I just I just love her so much she's so good yeah I saw I saw arcs of this when I went to ALA and they were gone I couldn't even get to the table (laughs) I saw them from the back I was like somebody posted about this and I couldn't remember who and I, I meant to beeline to grab it and they were gone I feel like in America, she's not as well known, but she is such a brilliant writer and she's written so many novels. I just don't even know how she writes so much. She's just so good at what she does and so imaginative. And I mean, based off of everything you just rattled off, it sounds like uh, she packs a ton into that book. Yes. And there's just something about Jeanette Winterson, her perspective and her background that I relate to. So I feel like we come at novels with a similar perspective in a lot of ways. And so I deeply like relate to her books personally. And so for me, I just, the fact that one of my favorite authors has a new book coming out is just, there's nothing like it in the bookish world, you know, when your favorite, one of your favorite authors has a new book coming out. So also it's coming out in October, which I think is perfect for like a Frankenstein inspired novel. I was like, tell me who's narrating the audiobook now, please. Um, and that is Frankenstein by Jeanette Winterson, and that is out from Grove Press on October 1st. And we'll be back with more of our anticipated book releases for the second half of 2019 after a word from our sponsor. So then, Lupita, what is your last pick? 
Well, um, my last pick is In the Dream House by Carmen Maria Machado, uh, being published by Grey Wolf Press uh, November 5th. And, you know, going back to what Adam said about when one of your favorite authors, you know, is out with a book, you know, this is how I felt when I heard that Carmen Maria Machado was, was out with a new, a new book and it was a memoir. At first I didn't even know it was a memoir. I didn't care what it was. I just wanted it immediately (laughs) because it's Carmen Maria Machado. And it's like, it's like, please, please can I have a copy. (laughs) I didn't even care what it was about, which I think is so funny. I think that when you, when it's a good author and you love the author and you feel connected to them on different levels, which I do with Carmen Maria Machado, you really don't care what they're writing. You just want to read their writing, right? Exactly. But I found out that this book actually touches on a really, really important topic. Um, Her memoir talks about domestic violence in a queer relationship, which I think is not often talked about. I think it's extremely important because, you know, we kind of think that, you know, women and women that are in relationships with women, they don't encounter any violence and it can't be violent. Um, you know, it, it's safe and it's perfect. There's no drama, right? Well, it's not right. She talks about a relationship that she was in that was very toxic and in which she encountered, um, she encountered that, you know, domestic violence and how, and kind of how, how she goes back into looking into her past and how it is that she got where she got and what, how she ended up in this relationship. Um, so that's, that's one of the reasons that I'm, I'm now I'm like super excited to read it. Forget that it's Carmen Maria Machado. Now I'm based on the topic and what the book's about. I'm really excited to, to read about it. And then we have Roxanne Gay. I don't know if everybody saw, but she tweeted about reading her book and, and I'm going to quote it because I need to. She said, quote it. it's so good. I have to put the book down after each chapter to contemplate never writing again, <laughs> because why bother? <laughs> Why bother? <laughs> Roxanne Gay said that about right. If you don't want the book after reading that, I I just don't know. <laughs> I as soon as I saw that, I was like, I need to go pre-order this. Like yes. twelve of these. <laughs> yes, I think especially since you know Roxanne Gay edited the collection, not that bad, where it also talks about like sexual assault in queer relationships, you know, women in queer relationships. There was an essay, I believe, essay or two in there, and I had never read anything on the topic before, and so I didn't realize until you were saying that that that's what Carmen Maria Machado was going to discuss in her memoir, and so you know it's going to be written so well too. Yeah, and I've I've heard that it's it still has those elements that she you know she, if you read her short stories, um, she she has a little like fantasy, a little like um, almost like sci-fi. Like it's it's hard to describe. It's 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 weird, right? And so she apparently in her memoir, it, there's also elements of that. So I'm really excited about that. You know, I I feel like I'm the weirder book collector of Autumn and me, but Autumn was very specific about, I want this edition of Carmen Maria Machado's short stories. I was so proud. Oh, oh uh, yes. And- yeah. The UK cover of Her Body and Other Parties is neon green. And I, I need just, it. I you you really do like it just stands out on your shelf and it's the it's it's the perfect color where people go what is that and then you get to talk about it. Oh my goodness! Where so where did you get this? How did you get this? I I need it today. <laughs> Book depository. Okay. 
I'm it's gonna like, take a break to go find it. So I'm kidding. <laughs> it's book edition kryptonite. Your your wife might like protest about what's happening to your wallet. Uh <laughs> You guys are gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> don't don't tell her it was us, please. Don't tell her. No, she loves you guys, so I think she might let me pass. <laughs> so the title is "In the Dream House" by Carmen Maria Machado. It's out by Grey Wolf Press, November fifth. And then my last pick is from a, another indie publisher. It is the Not Wives, N O T this time by Carly Moore, and this is published by Feminist Press and will be coming out on September 10th. And this is a book that, well, I, I really love the Feminist Press. I think that their mission is really cool, and I think that they're also publishing a wide variety of voices and a lot of just all kinds of women's perspectives. So I was really excited when they sent me a copy of this book. Um, it is set around the time of Occupy Wall Street, so pretty recent-ish history. But it follows three women who are living in New York, but the, it's not like a three women living in New York story because they're dealing with topics like gentrification and one of them is going through a divorce and one of them is having a fight with her girlfriend and one of them is homeless right now and so it's kind of tracking these three women and their relationships as they're kind of trying to navigate the changes that are going on in the city especially as it relates to like the Occupy Wall Street movement so it sounds really interesting I like books that kind of triangulate women's relationships and kind of shows women's dynamics and all these women seem to be so radically different and not your typical characters that you would expect from a woman living in New York kind of story. So I'm excited to dig into it. For whatever reason, I've never heard of this book before, before you uh, put it on our list for today. Yeah, I don't necessarily know that I ever see books by feminist press much anywhere. They reached out to us earlier this year and sent us their catalog and once I started looking through it, I was really impressed by the range of books that they had. And as I mentioned, like the range of voices and topics and titles and genres and stuff like that. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. And like Kendra said, I, I've never heard of this before. Um, but I do know Feminist Press publishes one of my all-time favorite authors. Who is the author? Um, Anna Castillo. Oh, I didn't realize they published her. Yeah, they published her memoir, um, I believe it was two years ago, Black Dove. And then they've also published a, her one of her recent fiction, which is really strange and nothing like her other fiction. I can't remember the name of it right now, but um, they've, they're, they're her publisher. Well, that's one of the reasons why I kind of wanted to highlight this book was because indie presses, I think, are doing really interesting work. I would like for more people to know about them and find them and read them. So, yeah, but I'm also interested in reading, you know, as someone who was in school or whatever I was doing with my life when Occupy Wall Street happened. But I'm interested also to, like, read a book set in that time period, too, to maybe kind of rethink it a little bit for myself. So, yeah, I'm very much interested in getting into The Not Wives by Carly Moore coming out from Feminist Press in September. 
So my last pick is The Revisioners by Margaret Wilkerson Sexton, and that's out from Counterpoint on November 5th. And we interviewed Margaret Wilkerson Sexton uh, a couple years ago when her book A Kind of Freedom came out. And we love that multi-generational novel that was in a very short amount of space. That was her debut novel, and she was long-listed for the National Book Award. And the way that she's able to write about families in such a short page count is just fabulous. And she was telling us about her next project, which I believe is this novel, and it's also about families. So this book is about Josephine and... She in 1925, and she becomes friends with a white woman named Charlotte, and it's about their relationship and dynamic in 1925. And then nearly 100 years later, we have Josephine's descendant, Ava, and then she moves in with her white grandmother, Martha. And so it's the dynamics between women, but also between races over the course of time. It's a family saga, all of these things, and all of that is done in 288 pages, which... I mean, she's just so talented. Like, how do you do that? And how do you get a book done in two years? Like, that's, I mean, I'm sure she started on it long before then, but she's just amazing. And I love a great, like, family saga or anything generational, like, and to be done in such a short yeah, that's 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 not enough pages. I I need a read. I want to see what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a good point because usually multi generational novels are pachinko length. Yes. Yeah, or barkskins length. <laughs> <laughs> but Margaret Wilkerson Sexton is able to create this family dynamic in such a short space. But she also tackles a lot of difficult topics. And since she is an African-American woman writer, she often tackles topics around race and families and those dynamics and the way that she's able to bring that to the table. Like in A Kind of Freedom, she featured, you know, New Orleans. And then over the course of generations, she eventually got to a post-Katrina New Orleans. And she just wove together this beautiful story about family and characters. And yeah, I mean... She's just one I want to watch. And also Counterpoint is such a great publisher. I feel like we don't talk about that enough, but they just publish such a great list of books and they always have amazing covers. I mean, Nicole Caputo, I believe is their, um, their art director or one of their art directors. And she just does a great job with overseeing their covers. And it's just a very dreamy, dreamy publisher that I just always pay attention to whatever they publish. So yeah, I completely agree. I, I met one of some of their, um, I'm going to call them their book fairies um, at ALA at, when they were at their booth. And I, they're so nice. They're so nice. And they're so knowledgeable about the books that they're, they, and they're so passionate about the books that they're publishing. I mean, yeah. I think that's a dream. And they're internationally known as well. I mean, they're one of, I mean, Samaya even has talked about them and some of the books that they've published. They published a Middle Eastern novel that she's just raving about right now. It has a son in the title. Yes, it's, um, I don't remember. I read it and I was so happy to see her raving about it because it's one of those books that didn't, other than me, I didn't see many reviews on it or I didn't see it kind of talked about a lot. And now I'm going to have to look it up. It's to keep the sun alive. They're just doing a great job. And I've heard people in the UK talking about them as well. So, I mean, they're all 
are everywhere and they're publishing such a diverse list of books from a wide range of settings and authors and perspectives that I just respect them. They're one of my favorite publishers. And so I'm just so excited that this book is coming out. And that is The Revisioners by Margaret Wilkerson Sexton coming out from Counterpoint on November 5th. I can't believe it's the second half of the year, but I'm so excited to read all of these books because I will now have to read all of them. You know, fall is my favorite season, not just because it's my favorite season, but but also because it's the biggest publishing time of the year. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I always have that song, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, whatever Christmas song that is, but about the fall for publishing. <laughs> <laughs> so we're so excited about all of these books. And of course, all of them will be linked in our show notes, along with all of the information we've talked about today. So you will definitely want to go check that out. And uh, Lupita, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking about some of your most anticipated reads. Thank you to both of you so much for having me and inviting me and letting me just kind of like gab and talk too much about (laughs) (laughs) about these books. And I, I just appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. That's our show. And of course, a special thanks to Lupita for joining us on today's episode. You can find her on Instagram at lupita.reads. And of course, all of her information will be linked in our show notes. If you haven't yet, please leave us a review in your podcast app of choice. And thanks to all of you who would have already done that. Many thanks to our patrons whose support makes this podcast possible. To subscribe to our newsletter or to learn more about becoming one of our patrons, visit us at readingwomenpodcast.com. So be sure to tune into the Reading Women next time where we will be kicking off our month's theme, which is the partition of India. And we will have Samaya Reads on to be talking about some of her books from that theme as well. But in the meantime, you can find Reading Women on Instagram and Twitter at The Reading Women. You can find Kendra at Katie Winchester and me at Autumn Privet. Thank you all so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>